Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It's officially that time of year, folks. Time for us to run back one of our favorite segments here on the Cracked Interviews Podcast. We have officially reached the NCAA Sweet 16. As such, we are officially ready to unveil our Cracked Racket Sweet 16 press row, where I will attempt to speak with one representative from every remaining Division One team still alive in that NCAA team event. Now, in the past, we've tried to speak with head coaches exclusively. I wanted to mix things up. We've been so fortunate to speak with so many of these head coaches, not just in the past, but in this 2023 season in particular, that, again, I wanted to hear a different perspective on where each of these teams currently sit entering this Sweet 16 weekend. As such, yes, you'll hear from some head coaches, but you'll also hear from some assistant coaches. You'll hear from some players over the next few days on this podcast. As again, I try to prepare all of us college tennis fans for the start of the NCAA Sweet 16. Before we get to today's episode, have to give a massive shout out to the support we get from our friends at Turner, who not only support this podcast, they support each and every week's episode of The Deciding Point and support tennis players everywhere by providing, simply put, the best grip available on the market. There's a reason all of us as tennis fans can identify a Turner grip on someone's racket. That iconic trademark blue color, it glistens on each and every tennis court. It's utilized, of course. It's also the best in the business, the most durable. It gets tackier as you sweat. And now they've got the latest iteration of their Turner grip as well as Turner has unveiled. Turner Tough, it's just a better version of that Turner grip all of us has come to love. You can, of course, find Turner Grips wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. And look, the next time you got to change your grip, know that Turner not only provides the best in the business, they support our podcasts here as well. So the least we can ask you to do is support them also. A massive shout out to our friends at Turner. Be sure to check out the latest iteration, the Turner Tough Grip today. With that said, let's get to it. Here is an episode from our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 press row. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a man I can now proudly call a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows. Of course, you all know him best as the head coach of the still defending NCAA champion University of Virginia men's tennis program, a team that earned a couple of comfortable straight, uh, excuse me, straightforward victories to begin their 2023 NCAA tournament. Welcome back onto the show, University of Virginia men's tennis head coach, Andreas Pedroso. Coach, how are you doing today? 
Great. Thanks for having me on again, Alex. It's always, always a pleasure. Always an honor. Thanks for everything you do for college tennis. You definitely make it, make it more exciting and, and just, yeah, incredible for our fans. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I'll continue to have you until you get sick of me. So I'll remind you, you said that like three years from now, you'll be like, all right, like what's left to say to one another? But I think we certainly have some uh, new material here for today's show. And the place I want to start is not actually with the 2023 team, but for the first time in my life, your program made me feel old. And what I mean by that is I can tell you exactly what cubicle I was sitting at during my senior year of high school. You do a senior project at the end of that year. I did it with my dear friend's dad. I was sitting in the cubicle following the live scoring because we didn't have live streaming then. And there was a pause, you know, 40-30, Adrian Puget, what's going on? You know, all of a sudden then Mitchell Frank is back in the match. I'm searching everywhere for information. It's crazy. Crazy to me to think that that match was 10 years ago, but of course, you guys honored the 2013 National Championship winning team, the first men's team winners in your program's history. What was that event like? What did that mean to you, that entire ceremony? It was amazing. Uh, we had a really great turnout. Uh, the Bolins came, so it was great to everybody to get everybody reunited. Uh, we even got them on the court to hit some balls. Those guys can still flat out play. <laughs> And we had a few dinners, a lot of laughs, a lot of great memories, and just an incredible year and a, an incredible accomplishment. Uh, that was the team that got us over the hump. You know, we had lost two finals in a row uh, prior to that year. And in that match against UCLA, you know, we had tasted, I thought we had lost. And then, you know, the, the, the chair umpire called touch because UCLA touched the net and all of a sudden we were still in the match and Mitchell finds a way to come back. So yeah, just an incredible story. And, and we just, yeah, we had a great time with those guys that weekend. Yeah. It's so funny. I went back cause this is just who I am though. I have the video memorized. I watched the highlight package and the best is when you ask, when Mitchell gets asked about the point, he's like, look, I had to look at a lob, but then they made the touch call. And it's like, dude, you missed the lob by like three feet. He's like, no, <laughs> but like if you would have made the touch call, I make that lob. And you're like, all right, that's Mitchell Frank at its finest. <laughs> but with that in mind, I have to ask you have to, you know, you're down to five guys, and you have to pick one guy from the 2013 team, current form, to jump into the roster. Who do you pick? Out of this team? Yeah, current team. Like, no, you saw the current 2013. Team. No, excuse me. You saw the 2013 alums. They're all yes. near oh. or at 30 now. Yeah, you got to pick yeah, yeah, one yeah. of them to join this roster. Who you got? I mean, I have to say Alex Damajan looked yeah. really good still. Yeah. He looked really good. I mean, he... He didn't skip a beat. Yeah. Um, I was I was actually really impressed. Justin Shane's hitting a one-hander, so <laughs> I don't know if that's going to hold up in an NCAA final. Sorry, Justin, but uh, but Alex Damajan looked great. Yeah, that's that's the expected answer. I'm telling, you, give him two months and he'll be top 100 in the pros. Like I, till my <laughs> dying day, they're going to ask Alex, "What's your final thought?" And I'll say that if Alex Damajan turns pro after 2011, he sleepwalks into the top 100. They'll be like, "That's your <laughs> final thought." I'll be like, "Trust me, it's been one on my mind for a while." But uh, enough yeah. about the past. To fast forward to the present again, looking at what your group has done, another year where you enter this Sweet 16 on a very impressive winning. Streak 
streak. Your guys winning 18 in a row, the most recent victories, 4-0 over Navy, 4-0 over Ole Miss. What did you think about your guys' opening weekend performance? I thought it was solid. You know, I thought Ole Miss and Navy played us really well in doubles. They played us tough. And, and I thought the level was was pretty high in, in both doubles points, which was great for us. I always tell the guys that I want our opponents to play as well as possible because the more tested we are, the better. And, and I you know, I thought both teams were, were good challenges for us in the first two rounds. I have a lot of respect for the way they competed and the way they fought. So I feel prepared. I think the guys feel like they're prepared. And, um, and so, yeah, we'll be ready for Duke on Saturday. You mentioned the doubles. It was a really fun doubles point. We had the chance to broadcast it on our stream, and you're absolutely right. There was, I mean, doubles move so fast, so it probably was like a 100-second window, but it was like, okay, Ole Miss is going to be up 1-0 here. And, you know, doubles is something, whether it be due to injury, whether it be looking, you know, you looking to find form. You've played 15 different pairings this season, and I'm curious what led to that and how you feel about your doubles point heading into the postseason. Yeah, just just trying to figure out the chemistries of each team. Um, I think what we finally what finally kind of pushed me over the edge to stick with these teams is that all three teams really enjoy playing with each other and they're really close friends. And that's something that I saw right from the beginning and and why Scott, Trett, and I believed in these teams from the beginning is that they really enjoy playing together and they have confidence in one another. And they're not afraid to to talk to one another, whether it's constructive feedback or, you know, positive feedback. But it's that's the, the what I would say about our three doubles teams is these guys really enjoy being on the court together, which I think is really powerful because if the energy's right, I really think the tennis is eventually going to be there. So. No, I mean, again, you see the results of late. You saw it during the old mismatch, certainly, as things were 4-all, 5-all, to find the holds of serve for Jeffrey and Chris to get that late break as well, put it over the top. It, it was an impressive doubles point, and, you know, we've talked for three years about Inyaki, Chris, Jeffrey, what they've been able to do, what Getz has been able to do, but there are two guys I want to ask you about in particular, mm-hmm. and I have to say, shout out to you, in the sense, you know, I now know you're not a liar. And what I mean by that, I promise it's positive, is that these past two years, whenever we've talked about that stellar junior class, you have always gone out of your way to say, I'm telling you, when Alex Kiefer gets his moment to shine, everyone's going to see it. Well, this year, Kiefer 16-4 and four in dual match play, entering this Sweet 16. What's clicked so well for him this season? And, you know, what are the biggest strengths he brings on court? I mean, he's arguably our hardest worker. He's just so professional on and off the court. He's an incredible student in the McIntyre School of Commerce, and it's such a challenging academic experience, but he manages both the academic and the tennis side so well. He's always been really sound fundamentally, so it was just a matter of him gradually understanding his identity, having clarity when he goes out on the court, and then executing. And, you know, he chose he chose Virginia because he wanted to be challenged and he wanted to be tested. He could have gone to many other programs where he would have started in the starting lineup right off the bat. But he wanted to earn it. He wanted that competition. And what you're seeing now is the fruits of his labor. He's just a really tough kid, works super hard, super humble. His parents brought him up the right way. And that's what you get from him on the court. He's just never going to give up. And. 
He's going to be classy and, and, and he's just, he's very skilled. He's got an all court game. You know, he's five ten. you know, maybe I think he's five ten, but he attacks a lot and he's very skilled at net. And so it's fun to watch him play because he he does a lot of different things, but what you're seeing now is just the fruits of his labor. The guy has just worked really hard for two and a half years. And trust me, you know, I, I know for a fact he, he didn't like it. He didn't like it when I, when I didn't play him, you know, the last two years. And that's what you want out of a, a student athlete on your team. When you don't play him, you want them to have a chip on their shoulder and you want them to, to just keep battling and keep competing and earn that spot. And that's what he's done. And yeah, just so proud of him. So can't say enough, enough positive things about him. Talk to me about Monzi, the freshman, who's obviously come in. Mons Dahlberg, 13-5 and five overall in dual match play. You know, again, it was hot and cold for, the, for a lot of your team for the start of the season, but he, like everyone else, really seems to have hit that stride. For those who haven't watched the freshman, what can they expect? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been really lucky as a head coach that I've brought in guys that, that want to work and guys, again, that were brought up the right way and that's Mons Dahlberg as well. He's very similar to Alex Kiefer. You know, he loves tennis. He wants to be out there. He wants to improve. You know, he's only been here for four and a half months. And I think he's done extremely well. He's going to be a very good player for our for our program down the road. Uh, I really think he can play at the top of the lineup eventually. And so he's he's just gaining experience. Again, he's another guy that's trying to understand and get clarity on his game and how he wants to win points. And once he gets there, you know, he's going to be a very, very good player and he will get there because he's around really good people. His, his, his teammates believe in him and he's very skilled. So um really happy Mons Dahlberg decided, decided to be a Wahoo. Uh, and he's, he's really added a lot of value. No, again, he's playing excellent tennis. The whole team is for the second straight season. And look, you mentioned earlier when talking about those 2011-2012 teams, and another one of my dying day takes is Drew Courtney healthy, 2011 undefeated. We don't have to have these conversations anymore. We wouldn't have even honored the team <laughs> this year. Um, but, you know, it feels as though you really have a strong sense of pacing your team properly throughout the course of the season, if that makes sense, and trying to ensure that they are peaking here and playing their best tennis come May. I'm not asking for the entire trade secrets because that's what makes you you, but how do you go about doing, you know, is that as much of a focus as it appears to be from the outside? And how do you go about doing that? I think it is. I think, you know, when guys choose to come to Virginia, they they have their sights set on May. They're, they don't have their sights set on January and February or March. It's more about the end of April and May. And that's, and they hear that kind of talk as soon as they arrive here. And so, you know, my strategy has always been to put our guys in front of the toughest competition possible as many times as possible throughout the year so that they're battle tested and they know what the best teams look like. They know how the best teams play and we have that experience under our belt. And also, a lot of our guys want to play pro tennis after school. So, you know, they're not going to be able to pick and choose who they play. They're going to be against the best players in the world week in, week out for 35 weeks. So I think that's another great way to prepare your team to, to successfully transition to the pro tour by, by creating the toughest schedule possible. And, 
And I think it's good for them at the end. I mean, one thing that I've learned over the years, ever since I was an assistant in college tennis is, you know, the tougher the road, the sharper your team's going to be. And so that's why we, we, we hope that the teams that we play against play unbelievably well and that they're bring their a game so that, you know, we can learn from that match, whether we win or we lose. And so it's about just putting our guys in front of really tough, tough competition so that they can keep fine tuning their craft and, and, and their identity out there when they compete. And, and obviously when they train through all of that, What's been the biggest surprise to you about this 2023 season? I mean, I think, I think the way these guys have handled being defending national champions, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when we, when we won the national championship, I wasn't sure how these guys were going to come back to school. Mm -hmm. And I was really happy with how humble they came back to school and how motivated they were. I remember after, after we won the national championship the next morning at breakfast, I heard it. I heard this several times while they were eating. Hey, coach, or to each other, we want to do this again. We want to do this again. That was so fun. That was incredible. We want to do this again. And the same kind of chatter you heard amongst the guys in the fall and in the spring, even when we were losing. Hey, guys, if we just keep our heads down and we keep working and we stay united, hey, it could happen again. And it's worth it. All the pain, all the suffering, all the challenges, all the obstacles, it's worth it. Just stay positive. Hang in there. Hang in there. And and that's why I think we're going to give ourselves a shot. Um, We've got a lot of work to do, beginning with Duke on Saturday. They're a great team. They've had an unbelievable season. And and so we'll be ready for Saturday. But that's why I think this program's always going to have a shot because we just have that mentality. Like we understand that the tough road is the is the path forward. and, And it's good for us to be tested and it's good for us to be humble. So that's probably the the most pleasant surprise that I experienced over the last year is how humble these guys have handled being defending national champions. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> and I say this knowing, having heard from them, you were around that 2014 Virginia team. That was a, that was a roller coaster. Um, so yeah. it, it can go the other way. And I say that with affection, just again, it's a lot of personalities and it takes a lot of balancing, but you know, you mentioned the affection your guys have for one another and this is something I wanted to ask every coach because I know it's happening in every locker room. What's the off-court competition between this group that just gets them going? What because there's always something, right? I mean, it's everything. It's <laughs> yeah. it it's it even goes to Parcheesi. These guys are crazy <laughs> about board games. Yeah. Um, in the house. I mean, everything. I mean, who's I don't know who who dresses the best who. <laughs> Who, who orders the best meal at dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's literally everything. It's a constant competition. And that's, you know, it's a great environment. And that's that's how a lot of great teams are. Um, so I, I would honestly, I can't pinpoint one thing because it's literally everything. They're always competing and um, and they have a great time doing it. If I put but you I would in say, a, yeah, I, I would say there's a difference between this team being defending national champions and the 2014 team is that that 2014 team was very young. Yeah. You know, like we we had we had an injection of of four four freshmen that came in and they were all playing and so to them it was brand new. They didn't know, you know, what an NCAA tournament was like or an ACC tournament postseason. 
Um, so it was all new to them, but those guys learned quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about that. Those no, guys yeah. learned quickly. So. Yeah, exactly. One loss. That's it. So, yes, they yeah. learned very, very quick. Well, you mentioned it earlier, Saturday for, uh, excuse me, third matchup for you guys this season, taking on the Duke Blue Devils again. Now, you just played them at the ACC tournament. Uh, obviously, you played them in the regular season. You and Ramsey Smith, for those listeners that don't know or didn't listen to his episode, roommates in college, Duke, your alma mater, you know it well. Talk to me about the matchup, what it's going to take for the guys to get through. They compete hard. They're they're really good at every spot, solid doubles. Um, they're, they seem like a united group. It, it looks like the culture is really strong in that program. Um, you know, Ramsey again, yeah, really good friend of mine, roommates for four years, uh, we've known each other a long time. And I really respect the way he's, the way he runs that program and the way he takes care of his guys and, and supports them through thick and thin. Um, his assistant coaches do a great job as well. You know, you can tell on the sidelines that, they're really in the match with their players. Um, so it's it's the perfect match for us in the round of 16. I mean, it's going to be a, a big challenge, and and we'll be ready for it. But, again, it's it's a, it's a great Duke team coming to Charlottesville. I think there's going to be a great a, – a big crowd. I hope there's a big crowd. I hope all of Charlottesville comes out, whether it's UVA fans or Duke fans. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere. And, you know, that's why – that's why these kids choose to come to these schools because you're going to get experiences like this and, and memories like this. And you're going to be able to go out there and compete with your brothers. And um, it's going to be a great college tennis match. We'll have it on our broadcast. One battle again, they're all going to be good. One battle you think we should be focused on. One battle you should be focused on. Um, I don't know, Alex. Yeah. Contrast of styles, whatever it may be. Um, you know, maybe Michigan USC because if it <laughs> if it if it goes indoors because USC sure. doesn't play indoors that much. Sure. Um, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. They're all battles, in my opinion. All these matches are fifty-fifty from now on, and um, and so they're all going to be great. No, it's it's going to be fun. Is there one singles matchup in particular in your match you think we should be watching? Um. I mean, Garrett Johns and Chris Rodesh have had great matches pretty much every time they've played. So that's that that's going to be a great match. Um, Iñaki and Rodenas, two Spaniards going at it. That's going to be a great one, too. Um, yeah, I mean, top two singles are going to be are going to be really good, fun matches to watch. So all those guys compete really hard. Yeah, no, I love to hear it. Well, I asked Ramsey this question. I'm going to ask you because there's always an answer to this question. Who was the better roommate, you or him? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say he was the better roommate. Okay. I... Um, there's something. There's he knows I did this, but I never really fessed up to it. <laughs> but at night, when I would get really hungry, I would steal his Lucky Charms. <laughs> and he used to, and, and he used to come back to the room, and like the box would be there, and. And like there would be milk, we, he would buy like Lucky Charms and milk, and sometimes he'd come back to the room, and there would be no milk or no Lucky Charms, and he and I'd be asleep or I wouldn't be there, and I knew he knew, but he never made me feel bad about it. He just bought another another milk and another Lucky Charms, 
but I used to take, I used to steal his steer, his cereal a lot. No, so sorry, uh, sorry, Smitty. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. For the record, just so you know, his answer was that neither of you were particularly good because you got rolled over by your third roommate, and that it was just, <laughs> yeah, that it, I think a lacrosse player. That it was just like, look, we were both very much the supplicants. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, those are memorable times in the in the fraternity. Yeah, exactly. No, I ex- yeah, that's that's what I hear. And so again, we'll save story time for the next time I have both of you on the show because I feel like that that <laughs> might be an interesting episode. But then last few for you: Super Regional at home versus Sweet Sixteen Final Site. I know we've talked about topics like this before. What do you prefer? Super Regional at home. Yeah, I think I think it makes it an even greater honor to get to the Elite Eight in Orlando or whatever wherever the home site is. It makes it harder to get to the elite eight, um, and and I just think at these separate universities where the where the super regionals are 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 held, I think it creates eight different incredible environments, very different environments, and and it's it, it just makes it a little bit more special, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I agree. It's going to be a packed house in Charlottesville. We're all looking forward to that. It's been a really fun year in college tennis more broadly, and I'm going to ban – you can't answer Ramsey and Duke to this question. We talked about them a little bit earlier, but is there a team, coach, player outside of your own program that has particularly impressed you this season? Yeah, you know, Josh Goffey always impresses me. Mm -hmm. I I, I really think he does a great job. I think uh, he gets his guys ready to to battle, and – and he just seems he seems really in tune with what he's doing. So uh, I have a lot of respect for Josh. I think he does a great job. Yeah. No, I, again, it, I think one of the storylines is the depth. And to see coaches just everywhere, such as Josh, what he's doing at South Carolina, the investments they've made into the program as such, makes the college tennis world a better place. And, you know, my last question for you you were a part of the that 2013, uh, the last undefeated team in a college tennis season on the men's side. You were there for the UVA, uh, the USC, excuse me, for Pete as well. There are years where there's a clear-cut favorite. Is this one of those years as we have 16 teams remaining, or do you think the field's pretty wide open? I think the field's pretty wide open. I think there's a lot of parity. I think college tennis is... It's a really attractive option for for top juniors right now because there's so many programs that are trying so hard, resourcing their players with everything they need to get better, incredible facilities, coaches that are super knowledgeable about tennis. Uh, It's just, it's a really amazing time to play college tennis if you're a top junior and you're not quite ready to break through quickly on the tour. So there's a lot of parity I mean, gosh, every match is so tough. Um, I'm not sure if it was like that 10 or 15 years ago, but it is, it's it's tough now. And so I've got a lot of respect for so many coaches because everyone's trying so hard now. Um, so, so yeah, it's I, I think there's a lot of parity today. Yeah, it's what makes, again, doing my job so fun is knowing that it is going to be such a thrilling finish to the season. And I do want to say the last thing before we go, finishing note to this podcast, a conclusion of my research. On behalf of all of us here at Crack Rackets, the college tennis community, 
tell your son happy birthday, please, because I know it's a busy <laughs> weekend for you, not just with the Super Regional, but you've got a birthday celebration coming up as well. And uh, again, given how busy you are, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today, Coach. So good luck to you and the team this weekend, and uh, always a pleasure having you on the show. How'd you know that, Alex? Listen to the Ramsey pod. He gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, happy birthday to my boy Christian. Thanks, Alex. Thanks Thanks for having me on. That's how you know it's not public. I didn't know which son, just that there was a birthday this weekend. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to say a name. I'll be big. But yeah, I appreciate it, coaching. Go Hoos. All right, go Hoos. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hope all of you enjoyed this edition of our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 Press Row. A massive thank you to every player and coach who participated in this series. We're all excited for the home stretch of the 2023 NCAA season. Hopefully these episodes help all of you feel more prepared for the impending action. Speaking of which, if you need to catch up on anything that's happened in this NCAA tournament, Tuesday, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, we'll have episodes of The Deciding Point recapping everything that that's happened to date. Of course, we'll also have coverage of the Sweet 16 Friday, Saturday on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We'll have coverage of the quarterfinals of the D1 event. We're also going to start to work in some D2, D3 coverage as well. So rest easy college tennis fans we have you covered with coverage of everything that'll happen down the stretch of this 2023 season of course a shout out here at crack rackets to the man who makes all of that possible our super producer daniel westoff who has a of an editing job to do day in day out a shout out as well to our dear friends at turna for their support turna tough best grip in the business you can find it wherever you shop for your tennis supplies today with all of that said for our fantastic guest our super producer daniel westoff our friends at turner and from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy talk to you all soon thanks everyone